Hello, hello. This is episode 316 where we're chatting about how to start keto. We're really going through the what's what on how to start the ketogenic diet, where we get stuck, how to avoid the issues that stop people's motivations, and so much more. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me, and you can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel. You're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life. Grab it at healthfulpursuit.com slash free as a little thank you for listening to the show. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. Thank yes. you so much for having us. Thanks. Leah. Yes, it's it's been a long time coming. We met like over a year ago. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. We're yeah, we're we're excited. It's been it, it is like almost like a, a year. A year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be a year. This is crazy. It feels like it's been a lot longer. But from listeners that may not be familiar with you two, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourselves? Sure, Chris. Yeah. So um, I. Uh, used to be a chronic napper before. I used to have these nap attacks and I didn't really understand it at, in the beginning. I, I would take naps like after meals, during my classes, uh, when I was in school. And, and uh, my, my parents thought I had an issue. I was like, oh, well, it's, not, it's really nothing. And um, then I like discovered keto uh, on a podcast and they're like, oh, more energy, you know, uh, has... Uh, remove brain fog. And I was like, oh, I definitely want to try this thing. And uh, I came back from my honeymoon and I gained maybe six pounds, went on keto. I lost eight pounds in two weeks. Now that I understand it now, it was probably water weight. But the biggest thing that stood out for me was uh, the amount of energy that I had. And I was no longer napping. <laughs> it was so weird because that was like my routine. It was like, have lunch, 2 p.m., feel tired, and then take a really quick nap. And that was definitely the thing that, that got me to stick to keto. Yeah. And so Chris and I used to meet up for coffee a couple times a week because we had uh, these, which are now side projects, uh, businesses that we would, uh, it gets kind of lonely as an entrepreneur sometimes. So we'd hang out and then he's like, hey man, I, I tried the keto diet and I lost weight. And for the for the longest time, I had been trying. I guess you can call it yo-yo dieting. I would I would do these sprints where I would lose weight and then I would redline and I just bounce back. I just like gorge. And I decided to to give it a try. And on it, I was able to lose what like forty pounds. And it's been the longest <laughs> I've ever been able to like like live this way. It's genuinely become a lifestyle. But it all started from us kind of just hanging and saying, "Hey, let's give this let's, keto let's thing try a try." This thing a try, yeah. I love that. And I've only known you guys keto, so I can't imagine anything else. It's so strange to think of you like that because I've only seen you like super spunky and healthy and I couldn't imagine any of you napping ever. <laughs> so. It was not always like that. <laughs> oh, the dark days. Those oh, the dark days. Yeah, yeah, that's too fun. And today we're going to be chatting a lot about keto diet for beginners and kind of putting ourselves like all three of us like in that space when we first started keto 
really confused, but also excited. Did you have a hard time figuring out like what a carb was and how to avoid carbs? Was that a challenge for either of you? Yeah, I think I think for me, it, at first, the concept of what a net carb was, I was like, what? What, what are you talking about? I think was was uh, a little challenging uh, for me. But after, after being on it for uh, a couple of weeks, it just became kind of second nature. And I was able to, to stick to something consistently, which I'm sure we can talk about in a little bit. What about yeah. you, Chris? The, the net carbs, yeah, absolutely. Because at first it was like, okay, low carb, high fat. Does that mean we can't eat vegetables? I'm like, oh, I thought vegetables were supposed to be good for micronutrients. And later on, we understood like, okay, well, we can subtract fiber now. And so that was, was really helpful. But it took a little bit of trial and error uh, and looking, really re- doing our research on Google. It's amazing how much information you can find on there. Some of them are bad, but uh, a lot of them are good. And, and that really helped us. And then also joining a Facebook community, that was another game changer because then people were sharing what, what they were doing and they've been on it for a while. So just getting that firsthand expertise from other people was really helpful in learning about uh, how to do it right. Definitely. Mm. And at what point did you think, like, we need to contribute something to the keto space? Like, how did you land on keto cookie? Like, what was that experience? So the funny thing and the cool thing about keto cookie is that it started because we wanted to fulfill our own need. So we, we talked about meeting up and hanging out and trying this keto thing, but we're like, I miss sweets. <laughs> like, like we, we really uh, miss, miss dessert. So we decided, why don't we try to create something for ourselves? So what? We were in you, your mom's kitchen? Yeah. So we're like, hey, what do we miss? Uh, cookies. All right. Well, we don't have any baking experience. So we started looking online how to make a, a cookie. And then we're like, well, this isn't keto. This isn't keto. What can we switch it out with? And then so we go to Whole Foods, grab all the ingredients that we need and go to my mom's kitchen because we're like, hey, I think we need a, a convection oven. I think that's what we need. I know what a convection oven is. <laughs> and then we go over there, uh, put on aprons, my mom's aprons, and, and we're like just mixing stuff, getting uh, f- almond flour all over the place, sweetener all over the place. And uh, and that was, it was fun. Yeah. So, so we created something and after a bunch of iterations, a bunch of experimenting, we're like, I I think we've got something we liked and we're like i wonder if anybody else would like this so uh decided to to test something online and just put something for sale i don't even remember how much we were we were trying to sell it for and we sold i think like three the first week and then the next week it was like 20 and then like 40 we're like oh okay okay what's going wow. on people people love cookies people love cookies <laughs> and we were still buying all of our ingredients retail so we were losing money on every order but it showed that people wanted yeah. what we had created for ourselves initially. Yeah, so it's been it's been an amazing process because we've learned a lot from the community. We were initially using maltitol, and for those of you that are just starting out, maltitol is a no no for sugar alcohols. <laughs> it uh, it will raise your blood sugar, and if you have too much of it, you'll be running to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, but we had that, and we didn't know about maltitol at the time, and then the the keto community was like, hey, this is a no-no. They're like, no maltitol. And they're just yelling. And 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 it was a cool experience because we were, we understood, like, okay, that's a bad thing. So then we removed that from it and then started adding like a, more erythritol. Yep. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And when you first started out with keto and you guys have created this keto cookie, were you tracking your macros? Do you feel like you should track your macros? 
Okay, so I think this is a is a great question because as somebody who tried a lot of different quote unquote diets, I don't like to call keto a diet. I really just see it as a lifestyle. Is I would overthink things a lot. I wanted things to be perfect. So at first, I would religiously track everything, and because of the nature of what we do. We're traveling a lot and no two days are the same that if I would make a mistake or stumble, I would almost get frustrated and say, ah, screw this and, and, and uh, you know, get off the bandwagon and then try to get back on. So what helped me at first for the first week or two was not tracking macros until I got momentum and then it became easier because I was already adopting new habits, which helped me stick to it. So that, that, was, that was my journey. What about yeah. you? For me is I started reading labels. I wanted to know if I was at least on the right track. So was I eating enough fat? Was I not eating enough fat? Or was I eating stuff with hidden carbs? One of the biggest surprises was how much sugar is into everything. And that caught me by surprise. Like I was like, oh, I can have ranch dressing. I'm sure that has a lot of fat. Look in the back and there's like, you know, they had a bunch of sugar in it. So that was a cool thing is tracking macros. So at least know that's that's foods that I might have thought didn't have carbs probably do. So that was a good good way of getting my bearings on knowing what to eat and what not to eat. Mm, yeah, mine was coleslaw. I thought like coleslaw, it has mayonnaise, cabbage. It's like the perfect keto food. And then in Canada, we don't really have the nutrition information at restaurants. It's not a big deal. But I was traveling in the US when I first started keto and I got one of those nutrition information. I'm like, how much fat is in this coleslaw? And I'm like, holy moly, there's 23 grams of sugar in coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Here I thought it was just cabbage is naturally sweet and I'm so good on my keto diet because I think cabbage is sweet now. <laughs> That'll change things, definitely. Totally. So when you're talking with friends or you're at a social like gathering and somebody, you know, asks you about your diet and you're talking about keto, do you ever describe what keto feels like? Like how do you put that into words? <laughs> it's like it's like feeling like the clouds have parted and there's like sun all day. <laughs> I don't know how to explain wow, it. Wow, that's, that's pretty deep, man. That's, that's super deep. <laughs> and or or at least when I'm thinking, it's like one long chain rather than going all over the place, like bouncing all over the place. Because I, I usually get really distracted and that was a game changer was not having to worry, like not having to chase 10 different rabbits, but just chasing just one. And um, also the anxiety. What I noticed too was a decrease in anxiety. So I tell people like, yeah, I feel less anxious. Like we have this company that we're trying to run. We're, we're going 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week and things are breaking, but I feel so calm. It's like we have the most reason to feel anxious right now. And it's, it's the opposite. We're feeling more calm than we have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when, when you and I would uh, start working together, it's like I'd try to have a conversation with you and you were just like, look, ooh, a bird. Ooh, this. Ooh. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. So thank you, Keto. <laughs> um, but for, Calling me out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes. But, but for me, it's been this consistent energy. So in addition to working the business, uh, I have two young kids at home. So I have to get home and still be super dad. And I, I feel like... If it wasn't for keto, I'd I'd crash. But it's this consistent energy. Chris talked about the thoughts connecting. I feel like like the the, the thoughts just flow, right? They mm -hmm. just flow. So at first, what drove me to keto was the weight loss. But what got me to stick around is that mental clarity and that energy. So that's how I describe it. That's amazing. I love that. 
Okay, let's talk coffee and tea. You love it, hate it. If you can handle just a bit of caffeine, but steer clear of coffee because of its acidic taste and effect on your digestive system, like hello, acid reflux, anyone, you're reacting to something called quinic acid and there's a solution for you. Or hey, maybe you just love getting a touch of caffeine in the morning and you're getting a little sick of your daily coffee grind or black tea latte situation. Golden Ratio is a low temperature roasted coffee bean that turns golden as it roasts and makes for the smoothest, silkiest coffee. And it's brewed at home the way you brew tea (laughs) in a bag. For quick and easy one cup cleanup, just toss the bag and sip away. Golden Ratio is a completely different experience from regular coffee from the taste to the way you brew it. It's closer to a full bodied tea than a coffee. And the nutty flavor has my taste buds intrigued every single time. Quinic acid is released when regular coffee beans are roasted at high temperatures for short periods of time. And it's a component of coffee that causes that uncomfortable, sour, or bubbly feeling in your belly. Golden Ratio is roasted at low temperature, which results in the lowest acidity possible in coffee. No belly aches, no bubbling, no grumbling. And wow, does it taste so good. And it's great in fatty coffee if you're into that sort of thing. So if you guys want to check it out, you can go to Drink Golden Ratio ratio.com slash keto. Use the code keto at checkout for 20% off. Again, the URL is drinkgoldenratio.com slash keto. Use the code keto for 20% off. Plus all golden ratio purchases are backed by their 100% money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, ask for your money back. Again, it's drinkgoldenratio.com slash keto. And when you guys first got started, and even today, do you test your ketones? I know you guys did like this awesome ketone test of like getting yourself out of ketosis and eating keto cookies. Um, But let's talk like testing ketones. What are your thoughts? Uh, In the beginning, I tested with the the strips just to see if if I was doing it correctly. Over time, the strips don't really work because because I get I got a fat adapted, and uh, then I stopped I stopped tracking it or testing my ketones, and it wasn't until we went on our keto cookie fast that we started testing our blood. That was the first time we tested our blood, actually. Yeah, on on yeah, like on a YouTube video, <laughs> the first time we ever tested our blood. Yeah, hurt, hurt less than I thought, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, same here, the, the strips, um, and every once in a while, I'll like check my breath, especially if we're like at a, at a cool conference or something where we're, we're testing ketones. But for the most part, being on, in this, on this journey for a while, I can feel when I'm transitioning or when I'm in like a deeper level of, of ketosis. So I, I like to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, good call. Because who has all the time and also the money when you're running a business to be like, hold on a second, guys, I got to test my test my ketones, right? <laughs> like nobody has time for that. Um, okay, let's let's talk about eating keto because I think a lot of people get super overwhelmed. And we've already chatted a little bit about artificial sweeteners. Uh, maybe let's go there first. What kind of sweeteners do you guys like? Which ones do you not like and why? So uh, I like erythritol and monk fruit extract. Um, those are definitely ones that I like. I used to, before I, I really learned what they did, is I used to uh, do a lot of Splenda. <laughs> and that was one where now I realized after I, I had Splenda, I felt all of these like cravings. I felt like I would start to get jittery and that, that became a big no-no. So I don't touch that anymore. But usually like I like monk fruit. Yeah. I usually stay away from the artificial sweeteners. Um, I started like looking up how they affect 
me. And uh, one, I guess one of the biggest things was that I learned was it affects your microbiome. Um, and that's like a whole nother topic, <laughs> but uh, that that can affect like your, you know, your, your fat loss, it can affect your mood. So um, I try to stay away from artificial sweeteners. And the ones that I really like, like Victor said, were erythritol and mug fruit extract. Yeah, those are my favorites too, for matching. Um, and what about, so you guys craved cookies when you first got started. Did you miss other carby foods or are you like strictly cookie monsters? That, that's the only thing that you missed from your pre- previous life. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, cookies and ice cream definitely um i mean now there's other now there's options or at least there they might have there might have been options then but i just didn't really know about them now there's like halo top which does have some sugar but it's still a lot better than than you know regular sugar ice cream so for me it was cookies and ice cream mine was uh pizza i really miss pizza um luckily there's a fathead pizza and it's really easy to make uh my wife loves it because it literally takes maybe five minutes prep and then another maybe 10 minutes to bake it and it's done it's so easy and it's just almond flour mozzarella cheese cream cheese and then whatever toppings you put on it i'm so jealous that you guys can do dairy every time people talk about a fathead pizza i'm like darn this body allergic to dairy it sucks (laughs) because it sounds so good and what about fatty drinks like do you drink them often I mean I love the combo of cookies and fatty drinks and it doesn't surprise me that you like ice cream because your Instagram feed has a lot of ice cream and cookies on it (laughs) but what about fatty drinks so uh, for me, my, my go-to is, um, I mean, I like coffee with uh, grass-fed butter and some MCT oil. If I'm in a rush, I'll just do uh, some heavy cream with coffee. But uh, I started uh, intermittent fasting a couple of months ago. And, and if I'm not able to have a morning where I can just cut out everything until lunch, I'll just do like a, a fatty coffee. It's become a staple for me. Yeah, and I really like the taste of coffee, so I try to keep it black, um, but all I add is MCT oil. So usually I'll have like this insulated container and just put MCT oil in it and then go to a coffee shop and then get some really uh, fresh coffee from there and stick to that. Yeah, he travels everywhere with that container, so <laughs> he's got MCT oil. On I wish it was easier to get MCT oil, like just, uh, I wish they had it at the bar, you know, like, hey, we have... Half and half and MCT oil over here. Wouldn't that be amazing? Have you tried MCT oil powder though? Because that is awesome to travel with. Oh yeah, yeah. I have some MCT powder and it's it's pretty amazing because it mixes really well. Yeah, I keep it in my Yeti mug and everywhere I go, Starbucks will just fill up my coffee in my Yeti mug. It already has MCT oil powder in there. Whereas oil, they always dump it out. I don't know why, they, but they're just like, oh, it was dirty. I'm like, no, no. oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Keto flu, impossible fasting symptoms that stop you mid-fast, cravings at any hour of the day or feeling off after a sweaty workout, these are some of the signs that you're low in electrolytes. When I first started keto, I made all of the mistakes. One of the biggest ones was not supplementing with electrolytes. And still, seven years into keto, I often forget how essential electrolytes are. Honestly, it's easy to forget to take electrolytes because, well, a lot of them don't taste very good or work very well. Enter 
powder element. The most delicious, well-balanced electrolyte powder I've personally tried, like ever. Add to water and enjoy any time of day. These electrolytes are salty, as they should be, quenching your thirst and hitting the spot. And the best part, when you head to drinklmnt.com slash KDP, you'll receive a free Element Sample Pack. You only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack includes eight packets of Element. That includes two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash KDP for your free sample pack. I love Element and I really think you're going to too. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash KDP to get your free sample pack. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5. No questions asked. Are you guys always in ketosis or now that you have adapted and you're fat adapted, do you slide in and out of ketosis or what's, what's your relationship with that? Yeah. So I uh, try to stay on keto maybe 90% of the time. Sometimes like I'll go off keto. Maybe there's like a social event that I'm like, you know what, today I'm just going to call it a yes day. But it, it's, it gets really tricky because then it immediately turns into an oh no day <laughs> where I have just way too many carbs. But the the thing that, that gets me to stick to keto is like the feeling I have afterwards because then I start getting all like tired and wanting a nap. And then sometimes I get headaches when I have too many carbs. And then it kind of reminds me of just how good keto is. And we kind of experienced this when we went two weeks off of keto. Remember that? Just yeah. to get a baseline for a keto cookie experiment. And much. and it just felt horrible. I was like, I, I can't function. I can't think. I can't do any work. So, yeah, sometimes I go off it. But if I go off it, it's like barely off it. And, and so for me, I, I do transition in and out, let's say, maybe once every every two weeks. I used to, I think my relationship with food has changed in a good way. So in the past, especially when I was starting, if I would cheat or slip up, I would get this anxiety feeling, oh, I, again, it, it failed or, or I've lost all momentum. But um, lately, Chris called it a yes day. You know, if every once in a while we have a yes day and because I've successfully gone back into keto and and stuck with it for for a while i i don't see it as a failure anymore i just see it as a part of the overall the long term so it's like i see keto being a lifestyle and because of that i don't freak out so much about when i transition in or out every few weeks yep that's how i do it too life is way too short <laughs> it's so true to like be so caught up in it you mentioned the keto cookie experiment tell us more about what this was okay so <laughs> We we decided to put our our money where, where our mouth was, and we decided to eat nothing but keto cookies for seven days straight. Uh, so it was water, uh, some electrolytes, and keto cookies. So before we started this experiment, for about two weeks, we went off of keto, and we I mean we ran the opposite way. We ate like garbage. We felt horrible. And it was right before we were about to launch something big on the website too. So we needed this energy to, to work, but we decided to, to try. And what was the, what was the protocol that we were doing? Yeah. So we were, uh, first we started eating whatever and it was like pizza, hamburgers. And then when we went back into keto, he said, all right, we're going to eat 16 keto cookies a day, <laughs> any flavor that we want. Um, but it has to be 16 keto cookies or 1800 calories just to say that we maintain our calorie intake. So we would do that first. Like my, my strategy was to eat 
um, two cookies every hour. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and mine was uh, let's let's front load it. So I I wanted to eat as many as I could up front and then space the rest out uh, throughout the rest of the day. Day one was okay. Day one was okay, but I I knew this was going to be really difficult. It's really hard to have something sweet on your palate the entire day. Like I was craving like eggs. I was craving like chicken. <laughs> I had all these savory cravings. So it was really hard, even for, at least for me, for so, since uh, day one, it was challenging. My daughter was eating, <laughs> was eating eggs in her, in her, uh, in her seat. And I felt like my mouth was salivated just watching her eat her scrambled eggs. I'm like, oh man, I just like, just want to take, just want to take a piece, just one piece. <laughs> um, but I, I hit keto flu pretty bad. Uh, I learned the hard way that I wasn't having enough uh, electrolytes. So it was a learning experience. But by was it day three or day four that we tested? I believe day three. Day yeah, three, day and three. so that's when we tested for the first time with uh, the Precision Extra to actually take our blood. And yeah, that was our first time ever testing. And uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the testing, point five is when you're in ketosis. We were at three, like I was at three point nine. I was like at two point five or two point six millimolars, just eating keto cookies and drinking water. It was almost as if we were fasting the entire time. So which was a was a, a trip for us. Yeah, definitely. So what wow, we do so what you need to do is put together like a keto cookie fasting kit and it's a five day <laughs> kit and you can get a keto this way. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Will we do it again? Nope. But we're happy we did. We tried it and it was it's cool to do it once. Yeah. And it really goes to show that, you know, you can, you know, in a way have your cake and eat it too, of like, you can have the sweets when, you know, you are craving those sugary things, you can have those sugary things. And I know, especially, I know when I first got started with keto, I was all about the fat bombs because I was coming from a place where it was no big deal to eat a Costco size bag of jelly bellies on a weekend. Like it was bad. So you can't expect to go from eating a Costco size bag of jelly bellies to then having no sugar whatsoever, no sweet things. I mean, I craved fat bombs like crazy. And I think that's a really good opportunity. And it shows that you can have those things and still stay keto if they're made with the right ingredients. Like you guys said, by using the right sweetener, it's a lot better of a product because of it. Definitely. Awesome. So you guys mentioned eating frequency a little bit, um, you know, fasting. When did fasting come into play for you guys when you were starting to eat keto? For me, I'd say it was about maybe six months and I was making good progress and I um, I kind of plateaued and I had gone, I think it was to Low Carb USA and I was talking to to uh, one of the guys from the Aspie um, and they were men talking about intermittent fasting. And what sold it for me was how much simpler it made everything. It says, if you're fasting, you're not losing weight because you're eating less. You're just condensing what you eat into a smaller window. So the thought of eating just twice a day versus three to four times and making life so much simpler had me hooked. And I did it. And when I did it, um, the like the fat loss accelerated for me. Yeah, it just definitely simplifies things. You don't have to worry about breakfast. Um, before it's like, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It could be if your eating window ends earlier. Uh, but yeah, just to worry about eating twice a day, that made it so much easier, especially especially since we're on the go. Always Being always on the go, it makes it really challenging when you're trying to fit in all these meals. Like we used to worry about like, oh, when's when are we going to snack next? Or when are we going to have the next meal? Yeah. 
And it was nice to not have to worry about food all the time. Yeah, especially when you're working. I know for me, when I'm having like busy periods or on the book tour, oh my gosh, I pretty much fasted for like four weeks. <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of eating happening. But do you guys fast every day or do you, you know, some days you have breakfast, some days you don't. What's that like? For me, I, I, I like to be just very consistent, almost robotic where I don't have to think about it. So I fast uh, six days a week, maybe seven days a week. And I know Chris is a little more uh, intense. Um, you want to talk about your, well, your full day fast? Mine's a little more flexible. Um, I try to have an eight-hour eating window during the weekdays, except for Monday. So I, I have a bas- I usually play basketball on Sundays. And, it, and I typically get really hungry the next morning. So I try to listen to my body. If I'm feeling like really hungry, then I'll go ahead and have breakfast. But if I'm not, and if I could go with just coffee and MCT oil in the morning, then I'll stick to that and then wait till lunch and then have dinner. And then when things get really intense at work, I'll wait. Like sometimes I forget to eat and then I'll, I'll eat during dinner time. And that's when I just eat all my calories or at least most of it. That's amazing to just hear how different everyone's body is. Because if I did that, my stomach would hurt all the time, like just all the time. So it's cool to see how how different the protocol can be. Okay, meals. What do you guys do if you have, because you're busy, both of you are super busy. What do you do if you only have like 10 minutes to make a full meal? Like what's your favorite go-to keto thing? I mean, the typical one is uh, eggs, bacon, and avocado and spinach. And then, um, but if I'm feeling like I want something more, I'll have salmon. Salmon surprisingly cooks really quickly. You could just season it real quickly, salt and pepper, put it in the oven at high heat, and it'll be ready in 10 minutes. For me, it's uh, it's chorizo and eggs. So it's a like Mexican sausage. I'll uh, I'll break it up and I will fry it. And after it's really crispy, I throw the egg in and it's uh, keto glorious. Sounds amazing. It's really good. It's really easy too. <laughs> that sounds really good. I'm so hungry. Right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a really long day. Um, okay, Prada. What kind of products did you use when you first got started? Or did you wait a little while? Like I'm thinking like the MCT oils and the MCT oil powders, exogenous ketones. Did you get into it right away or did you wait? I got into MCT pretty quickly after um, hearing about it from the community. And then exogenous ketones came a little later. Um, I tried it. It like I, it would mess with my stomach if I had too much too quickly. So I didn't really take it as much only before my basketball games where I would take like a tiny little bit just to give me a boost. And I was experimenting with that. And that, that helped out um, a little bit. Uh, I've done uh, pretty much MCT oil. I have experimented a little bit with exogenous ketones. So I've been doing a lot of uh, fasted exercise lately. So those t- those times when I feel like I need a little boost, I will uh, take some minutes uh, it's been it's been pretty cool. It's like this surge of energy that that helps. Yeah, that's awesome. For me, it was exogenous ketones. I didn't try until like three years into keto. But I mean, when I started keto, there wasn't there was like 
two people on the internet talking about keto. <laughs> so it's definitely come a long, long way. But uh, I've seen them be really helpful for people when they're first getting going if they can't get into ketosis and they're just like in that funky space of keto flu and not feeling good and still craving stuff. But I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with waiting a while and then getting a hang of things and then trying new stuff so you don't get super overwhelmed. Because now, I mean, I couldn't even imagine going keto in 2018. Like there's, there's so much information out there that it can be hard to figure out which steps would be best for you which protocols i mean there's so many different ways to do it i'm sure you guys see that too oh yeah definitely and, and especially uh when people are telling you that their way is the only way <laughs> it's mm. kind of when it's like ah okay uh you know be run. careful yeah run the other way <laughs> <laughs> go go quickly <laughs> I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. So a lot of people, especially in the first couple of months, as they're trying to figure out how keto feels in their body, we hit a lot of obstacles. And one of them, I would love to maybe ask you, like, what are the major mistakes you made when you first got started that you would advise people not to do? The the first one was was trying to be perfect. <laughs> so I, I, I would almost obsessively write down and plan every every meal for seven days. And then if I was driving and I got held up in a meeting and now my plan was off, it would really uh, make it stressful for me. So that, and then uh, I'm a big fan of uh, macadamia nuts, but that became something where it was really easy to eat a lot of them. So in the beginning, those were two of the things that, that assembling uh, blocks for me. Yeah, for me is uh, just... Thinking I could just eat all the fat and the bacon that I want, you know, and just go crazy with it. Um, and I used to think like, oh, wait, if if I can burn off all this fat, then the calories don't really matter. Um, so that was one of the mistakes that I made. Uh, and then I really uh, later I realized that I do have to keep track of my calories still, maybe not as as before, but to keep track of just how much I was eating. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. I made the similar mistakes. I think my big mistake, and we touched on this earlier, was I thought that fasting also meant not eating as much. So I was trying to reduce my calories to like 1,200 a day while practicing yoga probably four hours a day and also fasting. Silly lady. <laughs> bad choice, bad choice. And I mean, you see that all the time. And then they get four, five, six months in and they're binging or they're losing their hair like crazy. And they're like, what's going on? It's like, you're not eating enough. <laughs> so it can go the opposite way too. Um, it sounds like you guys didn't have an issue with committing to keto. Did you like, was it pretty easy for you to be like, okay, we're buddies and we're going to do keto together and life is good. And you never look back or were there struggles along the way of like committing to this? It was definitely easier to have a buddy that you see a lot that's doing it. In the, I think the first one or two months, I, I would keep, keep kind of falling off of it. So it's been now months in where, where I've built these habits. But in the beginning, it was, it was hard again because if, if it wasn't perfect, I'd get frustrated with myself. Or if there wasn't a, like a burger joint, which now I think back, there's burger joints everywhere. But if there was, if I was at a restaurant and I didn't see a keto option, I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Uh, let me let me try something else where where now I look at it and it's easier to 
customize the menu to what I need. So in the beginning, I, I struggled, especially like the first month or two. You saw me when I was when yeah, I was struggling. Yeah, because uh, I started maybe about two months um, before. It, it was fairly easy for me to commit because I noticed how big of a difference it changed in, uh, in my energy level. I was like, wow, this is what good energy feels like. How come I didn't discover this, you know, within the 30 years, 31 years I've been alive. And so it was like a whole new world for me that I was looking at it differently. And the, especially the decrease in anxiety that I was having before I would just stay in bed, you know, try to talk, have to talk myself out of it. Cause I, I probably had high cortisol levels, um, on a high carb diet. And then I would take naps to avoid stuff. And with this, I just felt like the anxiety went down. So I was like, I was like, okay, I'm committed to this because I just feel so much better eating keto. And then, you know, once I started telling Victor about it and, and he, you know, he said, well, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And I was like, remember, remember that conversation we're having? We're like, hey, you know, uh, don't overthink it. And then once you, that we stopped overthinking it, it just became easier, right? Yeah. So that conversation led to my, my first, like my first two months, it was just worry about getting breakfast right. And then if I got breakfast right, it was a success. So I got breakfast right for a week. All right, now breakfast and lunch. Okay, then breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And once I was there, I was like, oh, wow. Like I had just built so much traction, so much momentum that it became easy. So small steps, the progress versus perfection really helped me a lot. I love that because I'm the type of person that when I decide to do something, I just do it. Like there's no, there's no nothing. I don't have to talk myself through processes. I just get it done. But I love that you pieced it together with the different meals. Whereas the type of person who goes like balls to the wall when they first get started, I didn't have issues in the first year. But after that, I found it so hard to stick to. And when I got stressed, I would fall off and fall off again. And I think to your point is like, as soon as I started feeling like, okay, this doesn't need to be perfect. And just, you know, do the best keto that I can do, then it became a lot easier. So I'm happy you touched on that too. That's awesome. We were chatting about community a little bit and how when you first got started with your business, you were chatting with the keto community, asking them like, what things are best or worst or whatever. What are your best ways to find a sense of community? Because I know you guys are really, really passionate about the keto community and connecting people in keto that may not know that they're keto when they meet each other. When first starting, um, it was just Facebook groups and Instagram. Really, it was like, okay, let me follow this keto hashtag mm -hmm. and see what people are eating and then going off of that and then commenting. It's really good. It's really important to have that because there's a sense of solidarity and to know that you're not in it alone. Because if I were to tell my my parents at that time, like, hey, I'm eating a lot of fat <laughs> and they would look at me like, oh, you're going to have a heart attack, you know, you're going to have a stroke. So I couldn't really say it to them. And so really came down to my community to the community online that really helped out a lot and then once we started going to different events and meeting more keto people then we started to see more and more people in person and talk and talk about our own experiences and hear their stories yeah so if i was starting over and didn't have a keto cookie and i wanted a community online was great but if you're willing to go to one of these keto conferences, like a low carb USA or a keto con, 
that's one of the best ways to feel like 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 your home because so many times you feel different because of what you're eating and if you do that and you're actually able to find people to hang out with on a regular basis i think that's what what makes a, a difference if all your friends are on keto and then they're working out and they're doing stuff it's much easier to stick to so the conferences for me were a game changer and by yeah, the way, I noticed a lot at KetoCon last year, like people were, oh, I live in that city. I live in that city. And now they like do parties all the time. Exactly. <laughs> what were you going to say, Chris? Oh, and by the way, I know I couldn't tell my parents before, but now they're on keto. <laughs> so no way. Keto. You got your parents to eat keto. Yeah. Because then it started just becoming a daily conversation, like or dinner time conversation. And then... They're like, oh, I read this article about uh, feeling more energy. And uh, I think I want to get on it. I'm like, dad, I've just been talking about it for like two years. It took the article to convince them and their own son makes keto cookie. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool. It was really uh, cool to have them on board. Yeah, for Christmas, I got my dad like this big old jar of uh, avocado oil. Got him some olive oil, coconut oil, and then MCT oil. And, and then also like the, the ketogenic Bible just for them. And it's really cool uh, because they got, they jumped on board and tried it out. My dad lost a lot of weight. Um, we joke that he has a six pack, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really cool because they, they noticed the differences as well. So that's so awesome. The only complaint I have is why you didn't give them the keto diet and why you chose the ketogenic I Bible. Know. <laughs> I gave my dad the keto diet, so. <laughs> yeah, you did. I ran okay, you're my favorite. <laughs> and my dad. All good. <laughs> That's amazing that you were able to get your parents on it. My parents are, they eat more fat, but they would never give up. Like I've tried, I mean, I've been in nutrition for over 10 years. There's no helping it. But the fact, you know, to watch your friends and family start to be okay with fat, even that is just such a gift. Um, and being able to provide that to them is so cool. What advice would you give to somebody that's just starting off with keto? Like what's three top tips if you could go back to your past self and shake them and be like, just do these three things, you'll be so much happier. What would it be? Um, for me, I'd say uh, in the beginning, in the first uh, couple of weeks, eat the same thing over and over so that you don't have uh, decision fatigue. It's, it's easy. Focus on progress not perfection, easier said than done. Um, and the third one, I would say find a community that, that if, if possible, search for a meetup and just commit to going weekly if they have meetings. What about you? Yeah, pretty similar. <laughs> um, just really, if you mess up, just to not beat yourself up about it, to say, okay, this is, I missed out on this meal, but I still have the next meal. And really focus on that and just celebrate the wins because it's easy to get caught up into like, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't lose any weight this, this week or this, this, this month. Um, but to celebrate the other wins that maybe you're feeling more energy because there's more things, more benefits than just the scale, right? And also have like your go-to meals. Like if I'm on the go, where am I going to go? That way I don't have to worry about it. Uh, if I'm on the go, I know I'm going to have, you know, a protein style burger with mayo. And if I'm in a, a social setting, like uh, go to where they have a lot of options, I'll either have a burger or I'll have wings or something like that. Know your go-to options. Your defaults, yeah. Yep. I have my defaults and burgers are always one of them. <laughs> okay. Two last questions for you guys. What do you think is missing in the keto space right now? Like what do you wish there was more of, or 
less of what do you think is missing more ready to eat foods um for for this to really take off it has to be really easy for people to eat um it, it is pretty easy but it's still we still need to make it a little bit easier by having some more prepackaged foods that are not super processed that use whole ingredients i think we're moving in that direction but it still has a long way to go it'll be exciting once we get there because then we won't have to worry about looking for a keto uh, friendly snack at a coffee shop you know and i'd say less um less rigidity so we talked about people saying it's my way or the highway i think if, if people are open to everybody being different and just testing and seeing how you feel uh, more people will will be feel welcome to come into this space and give it a shot that's awesome and lastly where can people find you guys? So uh, people can find us at ketocookie.com, K-E-T-O-K-O-O-K-I-E.com and on all social at ketocookie. Follow us. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.